I got a whole harem of women who love high school football. <laughs> That's going to be the intro right there. Premium Texas High School Football Podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I am the Tep, Greg Tupper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very much. We really do. You you are helping to make things like this happen, and so we wouldn't do it if it weren't for you. Yes. I, I literally would do anything else besides talk more into a microphone about high school football. You do it a lot, but I appreciate you and your courage. Um, I, I certainly do. It was a lot last week because Craig Way was out for scoreboard, and so uh, you don't realize how much more there is in a two-hour show when you have one fewer guy. Because when he was up at the he was up at Kansas State calling the Texas game, and like I've done it before the two hours, but boy, I was whipped. At the yeah, end of that. those last like thirty minutes, I was dragging. Did you uh, just not speak for like? All day Saturday, you just typed everything you needed on Saturday and Sunday. Well, here, so here's the worst thing. Do you know what happened? Adam Bodecker, uh, formerly of the Denton Rucker Chronicle, now of Denco Gridiron, yes, asked me to be on his podcast that morning. That's right. So I got up and went and talked more about high school football. You're you're a crazy person for free, by the way. Did you at least get a free meal out of it? I did get a free meal, and he gave me a nice. They gave me a nice gift card okay, to the you restaurant. Can take Tep wife. There. So that's fine. I'll take Tep wife. There, was it good? Yeah, it's actually really good. Okay, and you uh, get to hang out with John Walsh, didn't you? I got to hang out with John Walsh. But John Walsh has some opinions about things. Doesn't the real, he? the real fake John Walsh. Yes. Um, but we uh, no, we talked with him, and because he's a one-time Texas Football Today co-host. He is. He uh, is he the only coach who's ever co-hosted Texas Football yes, Today? Yes, that is true. Although, if you're listening to this, coaches, if you are uh, a high school coach and and you're a subscriber, and it's always been your dream to <laughs> issue hot takes into a microphone. Come on. Shoot me a text. We'll make it happen. Especially in the off-season when we're looking for content. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let's it's start. Non-realignment. This is your week five review and week six preview edition of Tap and Step. We will start, as we always do, with the Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Ooh. So it's Peyton Bevel Week. That's what this week is. Yes. We are honoring Stanford great Peyton Bevel. For those who don't know... Peyton Bevel, the quarterback for Stanford, set two state records mm-hmm. on Friday night in a monster win over Dillion. Um, first of all, they scored 90 points. That's stupid. Which is the most points scored in a game this year, in, in an in a 11-man game this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. There is, but then he also set the record for most passing touchdowns with 12. 12 more touchdowns than you threw in your career, right? 100%. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> and, and, and will ever throw in my yes. high school career. My eligibility has lapsed. And he set a record with 796 yards. Is it 796? 789. 789, think, thank yeah, you. Uh, 789. It's all it's, passing yards. It's stupid. Which is also a state record. Smashing uh, formerly, um, the, the, the record was held by Mike Richardson of Marble Falls, who had thrown for 625. That, was, that wasn't that long ago either. That no, was, it was 2016? Yeah, it was not that I long ago. I have it here. Let me and I know it was the kid from Bell's game Ponder kid through 11 touchdowns. Through 11 touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, Brian Ponder yeah. through 11 touchdowns. Let's see. Yeah, he passes Mike Richardson. Of Marble Falls, who did in 2012. Uh, 2013, second place was Travis Quintanilla, former ah, Referio. Great. Those yeah. are now the only three players who have ever thrown for, ever thrown for more than 700 yards in an 11-man game. 
um, are uh, Travis Quintanilla of Refugio, Mike Richardson of Marble Falls, uh, and now Peyton Bevel of Stanford. So congratulations to all of them. My goodness. That was, but. I saw that come through Friday night, and I was yeah. like, well, excuse me? But your Texas high school football fun fact of the week has to do with another passing record. Okay. Matt Stepp, who holds the record for most passing attempts in a single game? 11 man as well. Although I okay. don't think it'll. I, I don't know. Sometimes there's six man records that are higher than 11 man records. No. I have a hard time believing that somebody would throw for uh, more than 75 pass attempts, which is the record. Let me go with. I'm going to go with. And I may know the game here. I'm gonna, it, it's, it's a Detmer, I think. And it was maybe Mission in the state semifinals against, like, Aldi, maybe? Dude, that is insane that you are so close. Okay. You're not right. Oh, dang it. But you're right. That's second place. Coy Detmer threw it 73 times for Mission against Aldi in 1990. That's an insane recollection. I can't believe you have that. Yeah, that just shows you how much of an absolute dork I am. Now, Coy Detmer, great player. Great player. He was a great player. The holder of this record, arguably a greater player. Let's put it this way. Coy Debert didn't have a Heisman. Ah, did Vince Young? No. Houston Madison? No. In 2010, Kerrville Tyvee quarterback oh. Johnny Manziel threw 75 times in a win over San Antonio Madison. His final line, I pulled up the, uh, the San Antonio Express News box score. He went 41 of 75 for 503 yards and four touchdowns. And also ran for 78 yards in a score. Uh, this was, this game ended up 39-34. Not as high scoring as you would no. think. No! Yeah, yeah. You don't like... like I want to see... Let me pull up the, the Stanford box score. Who won? Score. Tyvee or... Uh, Tyvee won. Okay. Tyvee won. But I want to see how many times, for example, Peyton Bevel scored or uh, threw the ball in their 90-62 to win over Dillon. I don't think he Gillian. threw that many. I, I, no. I'm wondering if he even threw 40 times. So, And that's that's the funny thing about it, is that if you look at the, what makes Peyton Bevel's night so remarkable, besides everything, but what makes it even more remarkable is that, like, this is a kid who, like, he wouldn't... This is not some lighted up... He doesn't have, like, 3,000 yards passing already. He has, like, 1,400 yards passing. Mm-hmm. He's been just, like, fine. You know, he's been he's good. good, but nothing... Like, he's not this to the point... complete... I, mean, I don't yeah. want to say it was an outlier because that, that, that oh, diminishes I, it, but I mean, it's. I think it's fair to say it was. Yeah. They only ran 50 plays. Stanford yeah. ran 50 plays. I, he threw the ball. Let me see. Oh, they don't have the 30s. They don't have the passing stats? <sighs> Gasp. What's going on, Max? Perhaps? Um, yeah, they do not have. They Let me check my, my, our friends at Big Country Press. See if you can find this. But yeah, they only ran 50 plays. And. So you know they were they were doing this. They only had the ball for fourteen twenty in this game. <laughs> they were, but they they did they they ran out to a twenty eight nothing lead, and the the thing is like ninety to sixty two. Like I remember last year, I think Mart put ninety on like um, Axtel, Axtel or Itasca, Itasca, one, one of those of teams. The two, yeah. They put ninety on them. Ninety points is really pretty rare, guys. Like ninety points is a ton. Uh, but you you rarely, in fact, 152 points is getting up there as far as the highest scoring games, which we've also had some fun. Fact. All right, here we go. Peyton Bevel was 21 of 33, so he threw Man. for 789 yards on just 21 completions. He averaged 23 yards an attempt, almost 24 an yards attempt. an attempt. Every time he threw the ball, it was good for a quarter of the field. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Anyway, it's Peyton Bevel week, and it's also apparently always Johnny Manziel week. You want, you want to know? Here's a funny, another crazy stat. In that loss, De Leon had 
they, De Leon had 722 yards of offense. Golly. He lost by 20. He lost by four touchdowns. Imagine having 700 yards and losing by 20, what, 28, 28. points. Yeah, lost oh by 28. God. That's insane. That is your Texas High School football fun fact of the week. So let's get back to week five. Let's, let's okay. do a quick recap of, of what happened in week five. Um, my overall takeaways are that the classifications that we felt like we knew – we still know, mm-hmm. and the classifications that we felt like we don't know, we still don't. Mm-mm. Yeah, I agree. I, I my my takeaway is uh, we talked about this team. Um, I'm put. I'm I'm ready. I'm sounding the alarm on Refurio. Yeah, I'm sounding the alarm. I'm I'm officially concerned about Refurio. Well, and it's not that they lost, it's but how they lost. They got they got bodied. Yeah, against a te- a, a good Mart, a really good Mart team, but they they weren't competitive. No. And that just shows that where how far that they've fallen in the past year. Last you know since last the state championship game, there's there's red flags there. What I think is interesting is that we could really have some teams that we're not used to seeing start rising up in the absence of some other teams. For example, um, I now think that three A Division One is a little more wide open. I think Goliad showed a little bit of. Um, they showed how you can how they can be beat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Which is you gotta you gotta make sure that they're one dimensional. You gotta take away basically their like their 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 big playability. Mm-hmm. Make them make them earn it down the field, and um and yeah, that's what Shiner did. So now that kind of opens it up to I think Brockdale's back in that mix. Brock is 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 I think pulled it together, and apparently they've been a little bit nicked up yeah. as and well. That's, and I think I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna not sound the alarm on Goliad just because of how many guys that did not play. Mm-hmm. Last week, uh, you know, Logan Bland didn't play, Dontavian Clay didn't play, but I would be concerned about Rocky Morris, um, his his injury. Um, he's apparently going to be out for a while, so how Goliad responds to that is going to be a, a huge concern. But I think three eight. I don't, I don't think Goliad and Brock um, are. If you'd asked me week one, I would have been fairly certain to say Goliad and Brock are playing a title game. I think the, I think the gap has certainly. Let me, I, I think there's some. Let me throw let teams. me throw this in here. Let me throw this in here. Um, let's play just very quick, very quick. Are you buying or selling this team as a um, that you can see them winning their region? Okay. Just winning their region. So All making right. their semifinal. I'm just going to throw a couple teams at you. Huntsville. They beat A&M Consolidated this week. I'm not ready to buy yet just because that region is so good. Region is very good. That's the only reason. Alvin Shadow Creek. Uh, I'm buying on them in Region 3 and mm-hmm. Division 1 because I, th- I think that's a little more wide open. Hereford. Uh, yes, I'm buying. Jasper. Not yet. We'll get to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodville. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I could see that. I, I could see it. I could see it. A I'm team buy, that buy. team I actually had a conversation with about this week. Holiday. Not yet, no. I think their region's too tough. I don't trust them over Gunter or Lexington or Buffalo. Cisco. They look good. They, they look really good. They, they put the boots to Ballinger, and I think Ballinger's actually yeah. pretty decent. I'm not quite buying in on Cisco because of Canadian Childers. Carlisle. I can see it. Yeah, I can see them. And finally, how do you feel about Grapeland? Big win over Evadale. Big win. Mm. 
For some reason, I think I, I think their region is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have a lot of, okay. but I but they're they're as talented as anyone. Physically. I think so. I think I think you're yeah. right. It, it's 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 a, it's an interesting spot we're in right now. That I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think that like basically, outside of six A, six A has been very like. It's been very very ho hum. Nobody's really made it's that Alan big. Lake Travis North Shore. Like at that point, yeah. Like at this point, nothing that we ha- printed in the magazine, I'd back away from. Mm-hmm. Like I think maybe Cypher is better than we thought they were. Right? That's probably as far as I'd go. As far as saying, you know, who's gonna who's gonna get to AT and T Stadium? But I don't think that there's anything that's changed whole whole hog there. No one has moved from outside the top twenty five. Right. I think uh, our, our our buddy from Temple had you know wanted to know in the teams eleven to twenty five mm-hmm. like win a state title. I don't see anyone ranked in, in, from 11 to 25 in 6A that I could really see winning a title right now. Any of the teams that we, we have ranked. Like Trinity's 11th. <sighs> the problem for Trinity is you know, yeah, they're going D1. gauntlet. Yeah, mm-hmm. they got such a gauntlet. Um, they're about, you know, mm-hmm. I, none of the D2, and maybe it's just because D2 is still so wide open. I just don't see anyone that I'm like, that's a bona fide title contender. Cedar Hill? You know what? That might be the one. I was, ta- I was talking don't to a, about a coaching buddy about Cedar Hill, and I think... I, I think we could see a Cedar Hill Longview State semifinal. It wouldn't surprise me. Lo- sign me up for that game. I'm, I'm into I'd, that. I'd like. I'd be totally into that. game. I'm into that. So anyway, that's a that's a quick look back at week five. Let's move on to week six. It is draft time. It's draft time for week six. Of course, if you're just joining us here on Tap and Step, welcome. Each week we go through and we draft our five biggest games of the week, and we can only each pick well, once it's picked. It's off the board, mm-hmm. and so we did a coin flip before. The, before uh, Matt Step won the coin flip, and so as a result. Matt, Steph, you get to pick first. Now, it's an interesting week. It's a big bye week. It's the, it's the big bye week. It's the big bye week. 385 UIL teams are off. That is more than 31% of the state. So there's going to be a number of teams just missing. It's going to be a thinner scoreboard. But I will say that I think that, again, there's a top layer of probably about 25 games that I'm like, I'm like legit mm-hmm. amp for. I'm like, yeah, there's some good ones. There's there are definitely some good ones. Yeah. It's just not like it's not like week one. Week one, there were like sixty games. It went about sixty deep of games. I'm like, I want to be there. I am yeah. super into this. Now it's about twenty five. But yeah. part of that's it's a buy. Part of it's that we're in district play. Uh, a lot of different things can happen. Mm-hmm. So Matt, step, pick one one of week six is all right. We're going to Houston. We just talked about them. Undefeated Cy Falls mm-hmm. taking on undefeated Cy Fair. Five and zero versus four and zero. Uh, it's a cu- there's a couple of things that intrigue me about this game. First off, it's a it's a it's a old old rivalry. Mm-hmm. These two are the two of the older schools in Cypher ISD. Big fan bases. There'll be a big crowd. I don't know if this game is at the Barry Center or at Pridgen Stadium, but it should be a great atmosphere. Is this Thursday. It's a Thursday night game Ooh, in Houston as well. That's tasty. Yeah, it's a very good. I'm Thursday gonna stream that on Texan Live. Thursday game. Yeah, it, this will be. If you're not at, actually added a game, I would I would yeah. highly recommend streaming this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing I'm, I'm looking to see is can that Cy Falls offense move the ball against the Cy Fair defense? Which uh, here's, here's breaking news: Cy Fair is good on defense again, and they no will, way. they'll win a 17 to seven game on you and be perfectly okay with it. Now no they haven't been. They've way. been blowing people away. Yeah, they have. Um, so Cy Falls, uh, Kobe uh, Levats uh, has been really, really good at um, a run, running game for them. Um, the key for the Cy Falls thing is going to be they're going to have to throw the ball to beat Cy Fair. TJ Goodwin's going to have to have a big game to loosen up that Cy Fair defense because if he doesn't, Cy Fair's defense is just going to tee off. They're going to they're going to 
three and out Cy Falls to death, mm-hmm. Cy Fair is going to win 24 to 7 if they mm-hmm. don't. Yes. Uh, I think Cy Falls, even though both teams are very run oriented, I think Cy Falls wants to move at a little bit faster pace and try to try to speed the game up where I think Cy Fair is going to be really happy keeping the games in the 20s. And it seems like Cy Fair, anytime when they're they always seem to either have a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Yeah, they always find a way. They always. Kristen Richmond, that's the mm-hmm. that's the guy. Do not kick to him and do not throw in his direction because he will pick six it or take it to the house on the, in the kicking game. This is probably the district title game. It's got to be. Yeah, I think it's a district mm-hmm. title game. They are in. They're, they're, this is the region three. So there's two sides. Seventeen six a. Seventeen six a. I think the winner of this game um, definitely wins uh, the district. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see. Cypher, I think, will probably be D1 this year. But I haven't dug into who the playoff race yet because the Cypher districts always get real crazy with that that big middle pack of the district. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But it's a big game just for playoff seeding either way. So. It's, a, it's a very big game. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great atmosphere. That's a great one. Two, great stu- two of the best student sections mm-hmm. in Houston as well. I remember Cypher last year, was yeah. one, they, their student section... You're only the, saying you're only saying that because were they the people that had the winger winger out? out yeah. yeah, they, they had, had a good student section. It was a good. It was. It was a very good. It was a good yeah. year for student sections at AT and T. College Station had a great. College Station brought yeah. the heat. Yeah. It was fun. That's an excellent choice. Um, it's a Thursday night game, so it I, is. A Thursday I, I've night now game. given you uh, something to do. On I like Thursday it. Night. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the Metroplex, the Thursday slate's a little. It's laggy. pretty thin. I will. I will s- gladly sit at home and watch this game on so, Texan Live. It, you have to twist your arm to watch two undefeated teams. Yeah, play. I guess I can. Okay, that's fine. Speaking of undefeated teams, my. First pick is also going to be a number of uh, undefeated teams, but but I'm not some I'm not like Matt Stepp. You see, Matt Stepp is a he's a he's a big school snob, big school snob. He's oh, oh, just, yeah, oh yeah. I, I mean I hear you all the time yeah, talking about oh man, if it's I, not four A, it's yeah. not five A. I'm I'm out. I'm out on on anything besides four A. So let me go small school. All right, let me get you Munster and Childress. I am very interested in this. I would have been interested in this if it weren't for the storyline that I'm about to describe, but. It also gets an awesome storyline. So, let's start with the fact that both these teams are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Both these teams look really good, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, so far, okay. yeah, both both these teams have outstanding quarterbacks who can take over the game. Parker McGrew from Munster has been great. We saw him in the title game last year. He was excellent. He's only gotten better, and this team is is rolling. They got a really nice win last week over Valley View. And Valley View's good, guys. Valley View's good, and Munster dominated thirty-seven to six. Thirty-seven to six. They throttled them. That was a really, really impressive win. And and I'm I'm interested to see how they match up with Childress. Now Childress is coming off a bye. They are a three division two team. So this is three A division two versus two A division two. They themselves have an outstanding quarterback, and Luke Latimer, who mm-hmm. is fun to watch. Yeah, he's okay. a stat sheet stuff. So if we stopped right there, and that was the whole game, I could sell you on it probably be my fourth or fifth pick. The reason it's my number one pick this week is because I think this is a moment for Childress. Mm -hmm. Because Childress is looking down the line and they're seeing that the team that they have to beat to win their district just lost Mm -hmm. in Canadian. They see, and arguably, now Cisco will certainly have something to say about that, but arguably... The team that they have to be most worried about in Region 1 just lost to Grapevine Faith Christian. Now, Grapevine Faith Christian is a good private school. It's a good small private school. Mm-hmm. Don't hold it too much against Canadian, but they had looked um, untouchable through the first four weeks. Canadian hadn't lost a regular season game in... It's been a long time. 2014? Yeah, I think. maybe. They haven't lost... I mean, they've been 10... They've been 10 no machines. Yeah, and... They're they're wounded. They're wounded. And I think this is a statement moment for Childers. 
that if they can come out and they can beat a good Munster team, even if it's smaller than them, while the rest of the team, the rest of the district is watching, because the rest of the district is off. Mm-hmm. The rest of the district is watching. They're looking at this and saying, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to make a statement, we're going to knock off a defending champ, and we're going to prove that we are the team to beat out here. I think this is a statement moment for them. Same thing goes for Munster. That I think if Munster, Munster's looking around and they're saying, oh, Mart beat Refurio. Right, they're looking at all these teams in two A Division two. It's like they're not even being talked about. You got no. Mart and Wellington who are mm-hmm. getting all the pub. Everyone's getting the love. like, hey, we're the champs. And Munster's saying, guys, over here, we're the defending state champs. I think they want to go out there and make a statement, and say, guys, you need to be talking about us. We will go and we will beat. Uh, we will go on the road to Bobcat mm-hmm. Stadium and beat Childers. I think this is a fascinating matchup from an X's and O's perspective. That if there weren't any storylines, it'd be great. I think when you add in these storylines, I think it makes it even better. I'm going to take Childers and I like it. Like it. Keep an eye on Childers' playmakers on defense. Isaiah mm-hmm. Darter and Stefan Harris. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference in this game. I think Childers has big-time playmakers mm-hmm. on the defensive side mm-hmm. of the ball. Who's your second pick, Mr. Step? All right. Well, uh, I'm going to surprise you and go small school here. <gasps> oh, my gosh. That uh, never happens. I'm- yeah, because I'm such a big school snob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going out east. Ooh. Jack Murphy Stadium in Gladewater, Texas. Mm-hmm. Got a battle of five and O teams, uh, who have it's kind of surprising in a little in a lot of ways. Not that what I think West Rusk being five and O is not a huge shock, mm-hmm. but Gladewater's five and O, and the way they've done it, super impressive. You got West Rusk at Gladewater, huge game out in East Texas. A lot of buys out there. A lot of eyes will be on this game. I'm super intrigued in this one. You got West Rusk moving up from 3A Division Two into 3A Division One this year after a great year the last couple of years, and you got Gladewater who's coming down from 4A who's kind of struggled the last couple of years, and all of a sudden they they found they found themselves this year in 3A, and I'm really intrigued to see this matchup because I think Gladewater their style of play they're very big they're very physical up front they're going to try to run the ball with Elijah Carter play action pass they've got a great receiver in TC Mentor can they just wear down a West Rust team. There's a lot of guys that go both ways. L.J. Harper is a fantastic playmaker yes, he is. for the Raiders, but he's playing on both sides of the ball. A lot of their linemen play on both sides of the ball. I think Gladewater's superior depth might wear wear, wear West Rust down down the stretch and of this he, game. Here's the other. That's an excellent point. I'm glad you brought it up because there's another thing that I think is, is an element in this one. Who did uh, Gladewater beat last week? Gladewater beat, I'll tell you in just a second, they defeated... Winsboro, Winsboro, thirty-nine to six. Okay, they beat Winsboro. They beat Winsboro. Winsboro's not great, not great, but they, they beat them. They did what they should. They do what they, they should, should do. Dominate right? a, a t- lesser team. West Rusk went and played Mineola. Now Mineola has, I think, proven themselves to be. If you believe these are the two best teams in the district, then they're definitely number three. They're definitely the third best team in that district, in my opinion. Depending maybe on what you think of Tatum, but I think that I think I think that West Rusk had to go out there and expend a lot of energy to beat Mineola. And now the next week, this is bang, bang, bang. I was on Craig Way's show earlier today. This is work on Monday. I was on his show earlier today, and I described West Rusk's season as like a triple jump. Okay, It's a hop, skip, and a jump. The hop was the, the first, basically the first three games. The skip was beating Mineola. Now comes the jump. And if they can, if they can navigate this... They're going to go 10-0, and people are going to really start noticing. Because when they win this, if they win this district, District 8-3A Division One, people are going to sit up and, and pay attention. This is a really good district, and I, I think you're right. I think it's interesting. I think that Gladewater's physical defense could be a difference. Mm-hmm. They, are, they 
they beat you up. Yeah, that's just their style. Their, their style is, is is physical. And having seen West Rusk in, in person, mm-hmm. and just, they don't have huge numbers. I was mm-hmm. actually surprised when they went up to three A division. I think they're one of the smallest three A division one schools. Mm-hmm. Gladewater's one of the bigger three A division one schools. So um, that's that's my concern. I think I think you know if you take West Rusk's best five players, best eight players. They match up well with Gladewater's best eight players, but I think you get like the players nine to twenty. Mm-hmm. I think that's where Gladewater's got a really big edge. I think it's where they where they wear them down on this one. But I think it'll be a really fun game, and with a lot of the buys, I think a lot of the the eyes in mm-hmm. East Texas will be on this game. That's another thing is that like this is an opportunity for them to make it for for them to you know people. If you win this game, people will sit up and take notes. Hey, if you're if you're in East Texas and your team is on a bye week this, this week, is the game. get over to Gladewater and go to Murphy It'll beautiful be Jack Murphy Stadium and check that game out. So, I'm going to go from East Texas to Central Texas. Okay. And I am going to select as my second pick. Belton at Temple. Oh, great rivalry. So, again, again, there's great storylines abound here. Um, Temple has looked great in their move up to uh, in their move up to, to 6A. Everything's been steady as she goes. Belton has emerged as I think a real a real contender in this mm-hmm. district, mm-hmm. Uh, a team we kind of said they'll be fine. They'll yeah, we, fourth I, I spot in the playoffs, third or fourth. We yeah. think we kind of universally had them pick third or fourth. But suddenly they've they've developed into a really solid team. Their quarterback Connor Carruthers has been very good. Um, the defense makes plays when it needs to. It's not it's not that kind of amazing shut you down defense. But they've done they've done that. Temple, I had big questions about this year. And in talking with the Temple coaching staff, they have big questions. Mm-hmm. Pres- like, mainly, who's going to play quarterback? Now, they've really settled in on Jared Wiley, who's he's playing great. Who's a tight end, basically. The Texas the commit one. is he's, playing fantastic. He's a tight end commit at Texas, but he has been dazzling, yeah. exceptional at quarterback, at quarterback. And their defense has been really good, too. Their mm-hmm. defense is really crushing people right now. It's kind of that vintage defense that you've come to expect blue front white back and here's the other thing about this and here's why i'll be honest i'm trying to talk i'm trying to talk fox into sending somebody there they should yeah but it's gonna be a big atmosphere full house that's where i'm going with this big atmosphere i think wildcat stadium is gonna be rocking wildcat stadium on a friday night against a rival like this mm, it is gonna be rocking when when the rival's good too and their and temple's really good and temple uh-huh. I just think sell out. I think I think you're right. I think yeah. it's going to be sold out. Oh yeah. I think it's going to be jumping. And if you want that Texas high school football atmosphere, this is the game. Mm-hmm. I think that there are going to be there's a number of great games around the state. None of them will have the atmosphere of Belton and Temple. That's why it's my second. And pick. I think it's for the district title. What's impressed me about Temple? Two things. You talk about Jared Wiley. I can see it at seven on seven. He he has that team. His leadership ability. Mm-hmm. He that that is his team. Mm-hmm. And those those kids follow his lead that's number one and temple's temple if they can get their running game going they've got they got a game breaker at receiver in quentin johnson if they can get dejon overton going like he did a couple weeks ago when he had 196 yards rushing temple's real hard to stop at that point mm-hmm. so i think temple finds that running game they'll be a super dangerous team i think i think that's i think it's a very interesting matchup and how would you like this this is just looking way way ahead okay We're, mm-hmm. i'm looking fourth round of the playoffs here Ooh. okay just looking way okay. ahead it's hypo- hypothetical here gazing Regional final, mm-hmm. Temple versus Longview. Mm. <laughs> Where would they play? Let's play at AT&T Stadium. Play at AT&T. They, they, that, that would 20,000 20, 
Easily. No, 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 no. They'd no. have 25. You know, where, you know where they got to play that game? They got to play that game at Mesquite Memorial. Oh, Mesquite Memorial would be absolutely that's, packed. That, but the thing is, that's the atmosphere it deserves. Yeah, 20,000. 20,000 people on the hill. Yeah. That's what they need. I want it. I want it very yeah. badly. Just, just looking ahead. I, I know that's that a gets, long way. Away, but that gets me fired that, up. That's, that's tremendous. That makes me feel things. Okay. Um, all right. What all right. is next? My third game. All right. I am going to go. I'm going small school on you again, Greg. You took because I had Bel- Belton Temple was mm-hmm. my pick. You stole my pick. <laughs> uh, give me. Let's go out to West Texas. Mm. Two four and one teams. I got the Hereford White Faces mm-hmm. visiting the Andrews Mustangs. Hereford's impressed me. Hereford's impressed me. Dodge DeLozier. They've got that balance that you look for. You know, they've got Dodge DeLozier at quarterback. Big kid, big arm, coach's son, runs the offense well, doesn't make mistakes, but he's super talented as well. He's not just a cliche bus driver type quarterback. He's got a lot of ability as well. Seth Dixon at running back. He, if you go watch some film on him. He runs angry. He's a wrestler. I think he's like a state champion mm-hmm. or state state wrestler. Runs angry, runs physical, runs hard, really embodies kind of what Hereford, when Hereford's really good, they have that tough physical mentality. Going up in contrast to Styles here, they're going up against an Andrews offense that's averaging over fifty points a game. Mm. Uh, last week, Andrews beat Clint Mountain View seventy-two to eleven. Mm. Andrews has, I believe, not scored less than forty-nine points in a game all year. Golly, they are putting up, and it seems like every year Andrews has has this big offense, and they've got it once again. So, I think it's going to be a matter of again Styles, right? Hereford's going to want to run the ball, keep the game in the twenties or thirties. Andrews is going to want to up-tempo this bad boy and, and get, get, it, get a track meet going. So I think whoever wins that kind of contrast in styles is going to win that game. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. Mustang mm-hmm. st- Andrews Stadium is also called the Mustang Bowl as well. But it's not the Sweetwater it's Mustang It's not the Sweetwater bowl. Mustang. It's a nice bowl, but mm-hmm. it's not the Mustang Bowl. But mm-hmm. it's, I, think, I think it'll be a big crowd uh, and Andrews and a big atmosphere, and I think it's going to be a, a real litmus test. Because Hereford and Andrews right now, when, when I did my 4A poll, mm-hmm. I really debated on who to put at number 10. It was between Hereford and Andrews. So basically, in my opinion, this is my number 10 team in 4A Division One playing my number 11 team in 4A Division One. Yes. So great I, matchup. It is an excellent matchup. And, yeah, computers got this as a three-point three point game. It likes Hereford by three points. Um, I'll sneak peek. I'm looking at looking at the game in my preview. I took Andrews by three. Mm-hmm. It went home field event. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason about, why. That's about right. It's, it's about a right. close ball game, though. It's a very, very good ball game. My third pick... We're going to go southeast to a team to a game with two teams that need to prove something coming from going. different ways. I know where you're going. Let's go to West Orange Stark and Jasper. So maybe you're not paying attention to Jasper right now, but this team is playing really good ball. They are. This junior running back Montavian Hunt has been out of control. He's been really good, averaging 163 yards a game. This kid's special. He's been go, gone over the 100-yard mark every single week. And, most importantly, this defense gets after it. This defense flies. That's been the key for Jasper. They've, they've always been able to score points. Yes, but their defense flies at every single level. They've got a ton of playmakers. Uh, Terry and Collins in the secondary, in that middle of the defense, Cameron Adams, they fly around. But the reason you haven't necessarily paid a whole lot of attention to them is that hmm, I don't think they've really played anybody. Schedules. Nice nice win last week over Lamarck. A nice win. It's good. That's mm-hmm. their best win. Yeah. Um, Which says something. That does say something. Yeah. But 
Here you go. They, they do have a common opponent now. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's talk about West Orange Stark. West Orange Stark is 2-3. and three. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Orange Stark has played a very difficult schedule. I would say that every one of their game, every one of their losses has been to a good team. Crosby's yeah. a very good team. Good 5A team. A um, good 5A team. They lost to Newton, who's probably the best pound-for-pound team in the state. An elite, elite, elite yes. 3A Division Two team. And their other loss was to... Nederland. Nederland. Another who has, 5A team. Who, by the way, just I believe is now in the top 10 of Dave Campbell's Texas football. It's yeah. a good 5A team, right? Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. one of their losses. I'm not necessarily concerned about the score. Because what I'm concerned about is that I don't think they've beaten a good team yet. Not yet. Um, they've beaten Little, I believe, Little Cypress, Mauriceville, Bridge City, and Bridge City. There's a common opponent here. In fact, there's two common opponents here. Well, the most recent one, Bridge City and, and Western Shark played last week, and Bridge uh, Western Shark won twenty-one nothing. Back in week two, Bridge City played uh, Jasper forty-five-seven. Now that's not everything. That's not apples to apples. That's not everything. It's different matchup styles make fights. But I'm officially officially concerned about the West Orange Shark offense. Yeah, they're just they're, they're not moving the ball consistently. The defense has been great. Offense has been um just here and gone. Below and, average. Yes. Below so average. this is a big matchup for both these teams. First and foremost, Jasper can get a signature win heading into district play where they're going to be favored probably in every one of their games. This is probably the last thing standing between them and 10 and 0 reasonably. I don't think unless you think center mm. Disappointing a little bit this year. Yeah. But this is standing between them and 10 and 0. You'll get the states. Anytime you beat a team like Western Shark, you get the states' uh, attention. Mm-hmm. On, conversely, if you are Western Shark, you win this game, you're 3 and 3. It's been an ugly 3 and 3. It's been tough, but you have a win that you can hang your hat on heading into district play. That is, to me, this is, this is a massive, massive game for both these teams, not only on the field. But between the ears. Yeah. This, there's a couple things I love about this matchup. Number one, it, it is a old rivalry. Mm-hmm. Jasper and West Orange Stark have played some absolute wars in the past. They, when they were 4A, they were in the same district a lot of time. I think they played for a regional title one year. I mean, they, they've had some absolute battles. There's, there's a lot of history uh, between these programs. And the second thing is for Jasper especially, if you can – maybe they don't even have to beat West Orange Stark, but play them competitively because I think this could potentially be a regional final matchup as well. Mm-hmm. Play them competitively, stay close with them because West Orange Stark has dominated Region Three and Four A Division Two for so long that I think they they're a little bit in people's heads in that region. So I think if Jasper can even play them close, maybe not even win, but play them close, it at least sets up the possibility that yeah, this West Orange Stark team can be beat by someone in the area. Let me put another little one more wrinkle. We'll move on in a moment, but this game fascinates me. You mentioned the old rivalry. I've pulled it up on LoneStarFootball.net. One of the very odd, weird, one-off, excellent pages, sites out there. LoneStarFootball.net. I'm happy to advertise for them. According to LoneStarFootball.net, which may not be entire, like it may not have everything, but I think it's a good snapshot. This will be their 40th meeting, at least since 1964. Oh, and they've, they've been playing since before West Orange Shark yeah, consolidated. Right. Yeah. So this is probably, in fact, this is probably that's probably when West Orange Shark consolidated. Honestly. In that time, West Orange Shark is 30-9 and nine against Jasper. Yeah, they have number. owned them. Mm-hmm. So you don't think Jasper knows that? They know it. Jasper knows it. They haven't beaten them since 2009. That's the last time Jasper beat West Orange Shark. It's been a, almost a decade. I promise you they want, this, they want this one. I think this game's fascinating. Okay, so that's my third pick. What's next, Max? Max. Matt Stapp. I'm sorry. Max is offended. I know. He's Matt, just, Max yeah, is offended. He is. 
All right, I'm heading down to one of my favorite parts of the state, the Rio Grande Valley. Ah, uh, you homer. Give me 5-0 and o Rio Hondo mm-hmm. against 5-0 and o Laferia. Mm-hmm. This is a really intriguing, enticing small school matchup in the Valley, Mainly, partly because everybody in the Valley is on bye this week mm-hmm. except for the 5A schools. Uh, super, super intriguing matchup um, between a 4A Division two and a 4A Division one. You talk about a big atmosphere at Laferia. It's gonna be it's gonna be hopping on Friday mm-hmm. night in Laferia. I was in Laferia just a couple of weeks ago, and it was a big atmosphere, and it will be a bigger atmosphere this week with five and zero Rio Hondo, led by Josiah Ortega mm. coming into town. Dude, that dude. He's he, up for Mr. Texas Football he, Player of the Week. He had he had himself a night last week. Four hundred eighty four yards of offense, seven total touchdowns. But he's going up against the Laferia defense that has not given up four, more than 14 points in a single game all year. And I, I've seen LaFerria in person. That defensive line is nasty. They've got some good size and really good quickness. It's going to be a really fascinating matchup on the natural grass surface in LaFerria. Ooh, natural grass. Yes. I, like that. I, know, I took a picture before the game, and I said, what is this, what is this stuff they what, have here? What, what, what sorcery is this? I think it's the only game I've covered this year on grass so far. Really? No, Goliad. I'm sorry, Goliad and, uh, and uh, George West was on uh, grass as well. But. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, really, really intrig- This is a really good. You know, the, the small schools in the valley don't get talked about them very much. This is a great showcase for these two programs on, on a big stage down in the valley. That is an excellent pick. I like it a lot. Um, I think that you're right. This is strength on strength because Rio Hondo. They're going to score some. Points. They're going to score some points, and Laferia does not let that happen. Just generally, as a general rule of thumb, they're pretty good at not letting that happen. For me, I'm very interested to see. Um, I think you're right. I think I'm very interested to see what happens when those two collide. But the other side of the game, the game is really interesting to me as well. Like can Laferia offense kind of get it in gear? Yeah. Can they get they, it? They've wrong? struggled the last. It's couple been weeks. it's been fits and starts. And yeah. so if they can get that going, then I think we got a, an excellent excellent game in, in in hand. I'm I'm excited to see about that one. So that's an excellent pick. I think I'm going to take. Golly, there's I know there's a game I want for number five because it's not worthy of being here. To be real honest, of a fourth pick. But I'm also afraid you're going to take it. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's like three games I really like. I can only pick two. All right. I am going to. I guess I have to go with it, right? I guess I have to go whenever you have two defending state champions playing. You probably have to take it. That probably has to go in your top 10. Well, I'm going to go with Carthage and Pleasant Grove. Okay. So Carthage and Pleasant Grove are going to play. And I'm going to be honest. I think Carthage is going to win this game. I would agree with that. Carthage has been super impressive. Carthage has been has passed every test with flying colors. It's funny we we all thought this year, oh, Car- this, if you're going to get Carthage, this is the year. If you're going to get him, this is the year. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, they won thirty in a row. Now they got the state's longest winning streak. They do thirty in a they row. They do. And and, and is it long? The, the, the Borden County and six man lost. Right? Borden County lost. So Carthage officially has the longest yes. streak in all of Texas. Yes, they do. They are rolling right now, and and I just can't stress enough how much it seems like. Like first and foremost, they've got playmakers, right? They've got offensive weapons mm-hmm. all over the field. But what always stands out to me about Carthage is that they have defensive speed everywhere. Yeah, their linemen can run. They play angry. I love defenses yeah. that play angry and nasty. You football. said something. This was last year. You said it. It's always stuck with me. And I think you said about another. I think you said actually about Pleasant Grove. Ironically, that when they arrive at the football, they arrive with bad intentions. Yes. 
and and that's what they do. Now, I will say, I think there's an, an argument to be made that they have that while they have they are perfect and everything's hunky dory and things are great, it's all sunshine and daffodils. I don't know if they've played a team that's going to try to outmuscle them. I'm trying to get their schedule. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's Marshall's see. real wide open. They throw mm-hmm. it around. Gilmer's the same way. Carthage, yeah, they want they want to get out there. So right now they have played. Tell me if any of these are super physical. Jacksonville Mm-mm. struggles. Liberty Ilo, a little bit. They're probably they're fairly bit. physical. Fairly physical. Marshall, they will spread it out, and Gilmer spread it out. Yeah, right. No. Um, Pleasant Grove is going to want to beat you up. Mm-hmm. They want to out muscle you. Their offensive line. Yeah. Now I don't think that this team is as good as it was last year. I don't think that's going out on a limb here. I think that this team. Need some weapons. Um, you know, I think the defense has taken a step backwards, and I think that they need some weapons to emerge offensively to, to pick up some of the slack. But I still think this is an excellent team. I still think this is a team in, in a wide-open 4A Division two that you go, yeah, sure, well, yeah, why, they get some, they why pick, not? They fix some things, yeah. If they fix some things. The other thing about them is that they are heading into a district game, or a district, uh, starting next week uh, on the 12th with Pittsburgh, Gilmer, and Liberty Ilo, all of whom aren't perfect, but all of whom have the tools... Mm-hmm. They're all dangerous. ...to, to beat you yeah. on any given night. I think Pleasant Grove will probably be favored in every one of those games, but every one of those games is, is up in the air with them. They're losable games. So this is a matchup where I think this is a good measuring stick for where Pleasant Grove truly is. Again, I think Carthage is your favorite. That's going out on a limb, I know. But I'm interested to see how this game plays out even more so than I'm interested in, 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 in the, the final score. You know what the weird thing about Pleasant Grove is so far this year? They've really struggled stopping the run. Yeah, which was their and that calling is the, card. That is the, oh, and they have these two really good defensive ends. Now, they're sophomores, but they're, and they're more pass-rushing defensive ends. Mm-hmm. But they have re- you look at that Gladewater game, and Gladewater just gashed them running mm-hmm. the football. Against a Carthage team, that, that Carthage is very pro-style and very balanced, but if, if they can run the ball on you, Carthage will more than have you, happily line up and mash you. So mm-hmm. it's just an oddity that a team like Pleasant Grove who runs the wing tee really struggles to stop yeah. the run this year. So. Very, uh, well, especially considering last year where that they were so good against the run. so dominant yeah. against the run. Yeah. So That's that's the thing I'm, I'm a little worried about in this yeah. matchup. So what is your fifth and final pick, Monsieur Step? I'm going to go a little off the radar that with a game mm. I actually mentioned on Twitter uh, mm. yesterday. Going back out to West Texas. Mm. 5-0 and Fort Stockton How? is visiting 3-1 and Snyder mm-hmm. in a... What is now a key key district ball game in District One Three A, Division Two. Uh, this is seventeen district. Fort Stockton actually opened district play last week with a uh, a solid win over Pecos to go five and zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snyder actually had their bye, so Snyder had the the opening bye uh, in district play. Snyder's been very impressive. The three and one, the one losses to Andrews, who we talked about earlier, very good Andrews team. Snyder owns a win over Brownwood. So this is this is a very you know um, you know Logan Green at quarterback who is the grandson of Sammy Ball. He actually wears number thirty three. Awesome. He got a high school quarterback wearing number thirty three. Uh, Snyder's been v- much improved this year. Coach Mandrell's squad looks looks like a playoff team dropping down from Division One. Uh, I think they have a chance to really stake their claim as a as a bona fide district title contender if they can knock off a much improved Fort Stockton squad. Mm-hmm. Fort Stockton's five and zero. They have not played the toughest schedule, especially in non-district, and they opened up with, with a Pecos team that was that's picked, depending on where you, where you look in that district, anywhere between 5th and 7th. So this is a chance for Fort Stockton to get what, what I like to call a buffer win mm-hmm. and get a win over a potential playoff team in, in Snyder, where I think Snyder can really set the tone uh, for a, a potential playoff run. And, you know, some of those playoff spots are kind of up for grabs in that district with Sweetwater, their struggles this year. 
Greenwood's been okay, but not as dominant as we thought. Monahan's seems to be a little bit kind of sh- that they're beatable as well. They're they're kind of in a transition on their first year to Mel Maxfield. I think that the district's wide open, so I think the winner of this game could really have an inside track towards a district championship. I think you're right, and and this is a matchup that, on paper, strikes me as one where, for Fort Stockton, they probably they probably want to shoot out right. They probably want to they probably they probably want to challenge Snyder to to match him score for score. You got to think that you got to think that the the offensive advantage will lie with lie with uh, two good quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, Fort Stockton's got Nick Johnson, and then Snyder's got Logan. Gray. I I, mm-hmm. I would agree. I think Snyder would prefer to run the ball to to keep it low scoring and shorten well, this game as much as they Snyder's can. defense has pre- been pretty pretty mm-hmm. good at times this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's the key. I'm not sure Fort Stockton's defense has truly been tested yet. So. That's probably true. It's a fascinating matchup tonight. Yeah, it's a good district matchup. Very like district, very good district matchup. I'm I'm excited about that. Okay, so. There's that. West Texas getting some love from you. Yeah, really. Herford, Herford Andrews and Fort Stockton. Yeah, Snyder. it's very odd. Normally we hate those teams. All right. You hate everyone. I do. So, let me tell you which game I'm not going to pick. And this is my way of getting a sixth pick. Hmm. The game I'm not going to pick is Ewell's Trinity and San Angelo Central. I'm not going to pick that one. That's it is previewed. It will be previewed in the mega preview. It will be previewed in the mega preview. I'm toying with that one. But little wor- Man, San Angelo barely beat Weatherford. That Boy, scares red, me. Red and as flag. good and as good as Malachi Brown has been, and I think that he's been pretty solid in relief of of the injured Maverick McIver. What I worry about is that this Eul's Trinity defense, <laughs> they don't let you get away with mistakes. Uh-uh. They do not. No. And so if he's if they're going out there and they're scuffling against Weatherford, who has Ken Seals, but their defense has been real mm-hmm. besides mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It has me a little worried. Now, there's obvious intrigue with Trinity going all the way to San Angelo. There's obvious intrigue mm-hmm. like that. But Trinity's done that before. Been there done defense in the running game travels. They travel. And that's why I think that like I, I I'm I, I have my eye on that game, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna take that there. Okay. Instead, I'm gonna go with and this might be the second time I've picked this game. I uh, pick this team. What what is it about Seymour that fascinates me? Why why am I why do I look at at Seymour and every time I see them win a game I'm like, "Huh? Really, huh?" They're 5 and 0, ranked in the top 10 in our 5 polls. and 0. Yeah, very quietly. Very quietly and they are winning with defense. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they've got so so they they've got a couple wins that make you go, "Oh, now first of all, that they started off the year with a win over Monday." Now Monday is striding the struggle Monday's bus. Bad. Yeah, they're own five. Yeah, now. they're struggling. They hold Winthorpe, who's been averaging a hundred thousand points, to zero points in a six nothing overtime win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then last week, their best win of the year, they go to Collinsville, unbeaten, I believe, Collinsville, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and beat them twenty four to fourteen, avenging a playoff loss. Col- yes. Collinsville dominated Seymour in the playoffs last year. This defense, like this defense, is really really solid. They have a dual threat quarterback in in Cade Holden. That I think is really is really solid, and now they play Holly, and they they host Holly in this one. And Holly is a team. Look, Holly can put up some p o i n t s. They have a flamethrower offense. They have a flamethrower offense, and it's not one guy. Okay, they could throw the ball at Dylan Frazier. They can run the ball at Colton Marshall. They can make it happen. Like for example, that Winthorpe team that. Held um, that held Seymour to six points in overtime. Uh, Holly put up fifty one. Yeah, no, no big deal. Fifty one. Okay. This team can score. Now their defense, I think, is is vulnerable. 
which leaves is, a little something to be desired. Which is what makes this very, very interesting. I believe this is the final uh, non-district tune-up for these two teams. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested to see what happens in this one. Uh, they put their uh, undefeated... Uh, Hawley's got one loss. Their loss is to... Hamlin. Hamlin. How, Hamlin. What's it say about Hamlin, how good Dude, they are? And ha- Hamlin's been kind of... Chugging along. Hamlin rolled, no. Holly, 32 Nobody to 6. paying attention to what they are doing. because they're getting overshadowed by Wellington in Region 2. That's exactly Hamlin, right. But Hamlin's Pied for Pipers real. Pipers are for real. They are yeah. for real. But um, I think I think that this is a game that I've got my eye on. It, it, was, it was 50-50 between Trinity and, and Central and this game, Holly and Seymour. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna be a small school snob because small I also want to go. I also want to go with a big game for my hipster pick. So okay. uh, for for the sake of um, for the sake of balance, that's what I, I hope want. You don't take my hipster pick. I have a big game too. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, uh, a big school game. Here's yeah. some games we didn't pick, by the way. That that while we while we kind of crap on that, there's a ton of bye weeks this week. Shiner Lexington did not get picked. No. It's an excellent game. It's a great game. And, and, and maybe some hangover from Shiner? Possibly. And maybe. Lexington can run the ball? Lexington got, got some Lexington offense? Lexington found their – you know, Lexington last week, Sheldon Springer, their freshman quarterback, threw for 329 yards last week. Mm-hmm. If, if that young quarterback can continue to progress for Lexington, watch out for the Eagles. That's a game we didn't pick. Um, let's see. What else didn't we pick? We didn't pick um, – Anderson Burgess out out in El Paso. I'm starting to think it's a down year in El Paso. Yeah, even Parkland is kind of Parkland struggling. Yeah. All my previous hopes of having an El Paso team make a deep run, yeah. I'm starting to sour on. Hutto and Georgetown didn't get Hutto picked. and Georgetown didn't get picked. Um, Laredo Nixon, Laredo Alexander didn't get picked. Capel Hebron, Capel Hebron, which is kind of simmering into a bit of a rivalry between these two teams. Mm-hmm. It's starting to simmer into that. Um, Whitesboro and Pilot Point in that in that who's going to finish second place to Gunter District? Roscoe no, I'm sorry, Gruber. Um, Brock Holiday, Brock. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah Brock. Yeah. Brock. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of good games that didn't get picked, uh, but none of those games are, are the ones I presume you're not going to take a, a hipster pick from that game. So, by the way, uh, the games that you picked, uh, you took Cypher, Cy Falls, West Rusk, Gladewater, Hereford, Andrews, Rio Hondo, LaFeria, and Fort Stockton Snyder. I took Munster Childress, Belton Temple, West Orange Shark Jasper, Carthage Pleasant Grove, and Holly Seymour. Your hipster pick of the week. A little rivalry game. Two good teams, playoff potential teams. The Battle of the Boot. Burleson versus Burleson Centennial mm-hmm. rivalry game. This is this will be Burleson's a, look good. Yeah, and Centennial Centennials look good. They I think Centennials four and one and Burleson's five and zero, oh, and they're both no Centennial lost to uh, Alito in district play, but uh, I believe Centennials two and one and Burleson's three and zero oh in district play. Mm-hmm. Burleson's five and zero, oh. so really good big game. These two teams always play close games. They they typically come down to the last minute. I think Burleson beat Centennial. Uh, on a last-second field goal last year, uh, Burleson Stadium will be jumping. <clears throat> it, it's a, it's got some playoff implications. I think it'll be a fun game. That's an interesting one. I, I too am going to the DFW Metroplex. Oh, um, everybody's mad at us. We picked a lot of non-DFW games for our. I think basically we didn't pick any. No, there's no. D- it's not a. It's great a bad week, week in DFW. In, it's, it's, it's a. You got to find a hipster game in DFW because mm-hmm. the big games really aren't. Let me make sure I got this right before. Other, I say other than Coppell Hebron, kind of. Let me make sure I got this right. This playoff, the playoff implications that I want to really. Bang home about this. We're starting to get in that time of year. Here yeah, where I've got two. my yeah. Uh, playoff. Uh, here's here's a little insider tidbit for you. Playoff projections will be out after week eight games. Ooh. Okay. Approved by my ma- my managing editor, yes. Greg Tepper. Totally approved. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. All right. Maybe the quietest game of un- matchup of unbeaten's in the state this week. May I interest you in Birdville at Grapevine? 
Wow. That's actually a pretty good game. Battle of Unbeatens. Two teams that are built, I think, really similarly. Yes. They both play pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm couple of playmakers offensively, but nobody who jumps off the page and makes you go go wow. They're kind of a, a team that's greater than the sum of their parts for both these teams offensively, but the defense is what leads the way. This is a dis- they're, they're two teams that I think get overlooked because uh, I think everybody kind of presumes it's going to be Ryan and Colleyville Heritage in some sort of order. Mm-hmm. I think either one of them, by the way, could probably challenge Heritage at least. Yeah, Ryan's look great. Ryan's look Ryan's really been good. better than I thought. Yeah, um, but this is a game that I think is I think is close. I think it could be low scoring. And by the way, the winner of this game probably ducks um, Boswell in the first round. Boswell or Crowley. Boswell yeah. or Crowley in the first yeah. round. Um, and then, by the way, you would not like. Although what's interesting, the winner of this game, you get the we go Crowley. Lubbock Coronado, probably a winnable game. And more importantly, in a regional semi, right now we project that this is the strongest district in that in Region 1, in 5A Division mm-hmm. 1. Probably fair, right? Yeah. We got fair. all four teams going through to the regional semifinals. Mm-hmm. The winner of this game gets Heritage instead of Ryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's just another round that you, that you push them off and maybe something weird happens yeah. to Ryan. Yeah. Is kind of the way that we view it. So I think this game has mammoth playoff implications. I think these are teams that have looked very good through the first four weeks and have a chance to get that that win that that probably. Is there anybody else to come wish this, that district? I wish this game was on Thursday night. No, no. Smith, Creighton, nah, Turner, it's, it's Denton. Those, four. It, those are the four teams. Yeah. So like Denton High has been down. So, so I would say this for a playoff spot. They're probably all making the playoffs, barring something crazy playoff happening. Seating though. But playoff seating seat is a big time seating matchup, so I'm really interested. In okay, Grapevine I like that matchup. That's a good. I, I wish it was th- if it was Thursday, I might be I'd be there. there but Grapevine Stadium's still not done yet. But the problem is that, and again, so so, so you're what what this is the time where we'll run through your schedule. What's your okay. schedule look like this week? All right, so Thursday night, I actually have a good good decent Thursday night. Probably the best one of the Metroplex. I have a Fossil Ridge at, at Eaton. So we got uh, where's that game? Is that game at, at Northwest. Northwest ISD? It is. Yeah, it's at Northwest ISD. Fossil Ridge and Eaton. My daughter attends Fossil Ridge. Homer alert. But Fossil Ridge is three and one, one and zero in district, and Eaton is three and one, zero and one in district. So you going by yourself? Yeah, right now. You may be able to talk me into that. Okay, it's my Thursday game. And let me see. Uh, what, let me see how Tepwise is feeling. Okay. okay. She doesn't have any kids. She doesn't have any former students. Her, not Eaton, yet. Eaton, no. Eaton's my not wa- one my of wife feeders. teaches in Northwest ISD. Eaton's not one of her feeders, though, right? Her kids no, feed into her, uh, Byron. Byron. The Byron. Yeah. She's not a, th- she, a couple more years before she I think two former. more years yeah. because she's asked when she can start seeing kids in the magazine. Okay. I said, okay, but it's a long story, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe next uh, week. And then Friday night, I've got, uh, I'm actually going to get eyes on Paris. Paris has been very impressive. They beat Melissa last week. Great win over Melissa last and week. They beat Some Gil- we didn't talk they're about three and one, and mm-hmm. they've got wins over Mil- Gilmer, who's down mm-hmm. now, but still it's a nice win, and then mm-hmm. beat Melissa. Uh, Paris is visiting Anna. So Anna's one and zero in district, mm-hmm. so that's a big game in, in District Seven Four A Division One. Uh, and Saturday, I'm headed down to H Town. H Town, take yep. over. So the H-Tine, Holy Dine. Uh, I got an eleven o'clock game. Get to see uh, Fulcher and El Campo. So get you know. <laughs> cross Fulcher off the <laughs> yes. list. Cross Fulcher off the list. And it's a chance you know I'll see El Campo. They're a little down this year, mm-hmm. but they're not a bad team. Uh, they still they're still running the. Uh, uh, split back, kinda, split back, yeah. right? The mm-hmm. Veer, I believe so. Uh, and then Saturday night, uh, get to see North Forest and Navasota, which I think is probably going to be f- Navasota struggling, but they 
got it together last week. Mm-hmm. I think that game is for the district title. This is a game. I yeah. think it's for the because di- I think Navasota should be able to beat the other Houston ISD mm-hmm. programs. So I think North Forest is the best Houston ISD program in 4A Division One. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a big time recruit in uh, the Demond Demas kids. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game will be at Cowart Stadium in uh, North Houston, so get to check Are out. Are you flying to Houston or driving? I'm flying. Flying. Southwest Airlines. So, so. We, sh- we need Southwest Airlines to. That, that's what. Dude, I, if that's ask. like if they if if literally they only sponsored us to sponsor like flights to San Antonio and Houston, yeah, the Valley. I won't ask for anything else. I guess we get the El Paso in too. Yeah, throw in El Paso. Um, if they throw in like if they just gave us like. One free flight a year. Each no, month. like I'm telling you, if they just came to Dave Campbell's Texas football and said, you can only fly within the state, here are 30 vouchers. <sighs> and by the way, and I'm going to say this because my boss is probably going to listen, our boss is probably going to listen to this, um, uh, only for editorial use. Yes, editorial oh, only. Editorial use only. That we that we want to fly to cover games. to Lubbock to cover some game because we don't want to drive. So Southwest Airlines, if you know anybody, actually I know somebody who works Southwest Airlines. We're getting ideas now. We're an oh, ideas show. This is an idea show. Yeah. But yeah, so I'll be in Houston this weekend. Anyway. I might go to Frenchie's. Shocking, right? Shocking. Break, breaking news, Stunning. I might go to Frenchie's. Stunning. I've got to eat, man. I gotta eat. I've been eating like trash lately. I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta keep oh. it tight because I got, I got, Suits to wear. Frenchies will always be a, a, a hold a special place in the mafia's heart. After okay. my my power move at State in Houston, the ultimate for those who don't know, <laughs> Mike Craven will love me. Forever the ultimate for power move. move was the one year is at Energy Stadium in Houston, uh, the state championship games was. Um, Matt Step walks into this is when you were still you weren't working for Dave Campbell. No, I wasn't yet. working for Dave Campbell at the time. Um, you that's wa- when you and Max were plotting to, to take me. That's away. when that's when that's when Max I think sold, like you sold Max on the idea of like we got to go hire this guy. <laughs> um, but we um, you walked into the press box with Frenchie's chicken, and I swear Mike Craven, who works for the Austin American Statesman, at that moment, if you had said Craven, I need you to go kill a man, he would have been like, whatever you say, man, yeah, you yeah. are my leader forever. Uh-huh. At that moment, that was the the ultimate boss move. It's a tough move to get Craven on your side too. Craven's, Craven's not a very ve- Craven's a very picky man about who he likes and who he doesn't. And at that moment, he would have died for you. Yeah, he would have <laughs> he would have done anything for you. Yes. So good times. Those are memories right there. So that is uh, our week six preview. Once again, thank you very much for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love uh, you. Get out to a game Friday and then go home and watch uh, Scoreboard Live. Yeah, go home and watch Scoreboard Live. My boxes on Fox Sports Southwest. I think actually, let me see. I think we'll be on. I think we'll be on the big channel. Um, no hockey yet. I, I don't think um, hockey not, not interfering yet. Well, and hopefully it won't. Hopefully it'll be if if there is, it'll be off the air. Um, there's no way that's right. All those things are wrong. Uh, they have a game. The Mavs have a game Friday, but it looks like they're it's, not playing the Beijing Ducks looks like this week. Looks like it's six thirty. Oh no, they're in Shanghai, so the it's Mavericks at six thirty a.m. The Mavericks played the Beijing Ducks. I know the other they did, day. and then so the Stars. Let's see what their schedule's like. Nope, no game Friday. So we'll, right. be on the, we'll be on Big Fox. So yeah, watch Craig that. Craig Way will be there because Texas OU weekend. Craig Way will be there. It'll, we'll be back at full strength, thank God. So uh, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. Talk to you later on Top of Step.